1: 97.3, the fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the
2: coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time.
1: And Braden I
2: know
3: Noah to the near side, cuts him 35, 40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, one man to beat, 15, 10 five, reaches the end zone, touchdown Helix.
1: From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan.
2: Well, good evening and welcome to our High School Football Show, sponsored by the Eric Peretti Save a Life Foundation. Did you know that sudden cardiac arrest is the number one killer of student-athletes? You can register to screen your team on October 6th at EP the fan. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to 97.3 The Fan, our Thursday night high school football show, along with Braden Soprano and uh, yours truly, Coach John Quintero. will be with you until 11 o'clock. we got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, coming up a little bit later in this hour in studio this week, we'll have Granite Hills head coach uh, Kellen Cobbs, along with two of his uh, star players, uh, Zoe Aquero and uh, Junie Harris. They'll be in studio. Uh, second hour, we'll have our game reports uh, uh, taken in into uh, another big Friday night tomorrow night from uh, uh, Drew Cowell, uh, Adam Paul, and Luke Ramirez. Braden will be joining me in hour number two, and we'll break down some of the big ball games uh, tomorrow night here in San Diego. Tomorrow night uh, at 6.30 on Radio.com. We'll have, uh, for your listening pleasure, University City going on the road to take on the Kearney Comets. And, again, that's going to be at 630 tomorrow night on Radio.com. And right now we're joined by the fifth-year head coach out there at University City, Ryan Price, joins me on 97.3 The Fan. Ryan, good evening, and thanks for the time. How you doing?
4: Great. Thanks for having
2: us. Well, ah, Great to have you. How's practice go this week as you get ready to take on the, the uh, Kearney Comets?
4: Yeah, we uh we had a great week of practice actually after the the tough loss last week the guys really rebounded this week in practice and we had a really solid week of practice so we're excited uh kearney's a tough matchup they always play us well so uh, we're excited for the challenge
2: you guys are off to a little bit of a tough start right now i know last year you went five and seven put a lot of points on the board this year you're off to a one and three start uh, you got a, a, a great quarterback who's really put together an incredible career in gunner gray and i'm very much looking forward uh to seeing him uh, throw that ball around tomorrow night but you have a lot of youth on this football team having to replace a lot of guys
4: yeah, you know, the, the blessing and the curse of having a core group of kids for three years really carry the team is the guys behind them don't get a ton of experience. And so when those guys move on, there's a bunch of young guys that are expected to step up and fill some shoes, which bodes well for the future, but this year is really a growing year for a bunch of our young guys and even some of our seniors that didn't get a lot of playing time in the past. So uh, we're kind of learning as we're going, but even though the scores aren't reflecting it, I think we're learning lessons, whether it be positive or or negative outcomes we're still learning lessons and growing every week and so my goal really is regardless of the scores and the win-loss records are we getting better every week and i think right now even though the scores haven't reflected it our guys are getting more confidence our young guys are getting a lot of playing time which bodes well for the future so there's some positives we've done there we're just continuing to put our head down and just try to take it one game at a time
2: hey ryan i want to talk to you a little bit about just kind of building a football program because you know i think Uh, Over the years, people have looked at University City as a a school. There's a lot of talent, but they're not consistently able to kind of get it done. And and you took this program over five years ago, and they had gone through a lot of head coaches prior to that. And you're now there. I mean, talk about, you know, Solidifying a guy in that spot—you've been there five years, and I don't know if they had a guy there for more than two or three years for a number of years. But talk a little bit about taking this job and some of the things that you had to put in place that first and second year to get this thing kind of on 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 track.
4: Yeah, you know they hadn't really had a consistent coach for that lasted more than three or four years. um, You know, I think all the way back to 1992, and so for me coming in, I kind of I was an assistant on the previous staff. And so I kind of had an idea of the things that I wanted to kind of improve or kind of change when um, I I got the job. And so for me, really having that that tenure with the existing seniors that were coming back and then knowing the things that I wanted to grow and kind of change kind of helped us get off to a quick start. And when we went 9-3 and our first year, we went to the CIF semifinals for the first time in school history. So we got off to a, a really fast start our first year. And we've continued to try to build that. But when you're up against that culture of inconsistency and really not really having that consistent presence and a person year after year that's going to expect kind of the best out of you, it, as an overall football and school culture, they, they didn't really um, understand what that buy-in was. And I think even in year three, year four, we got more of that. And last year was a, a, was a byproduct of us, kind of going 10 into my third year and winning city league and going to the semifinals again. And we got bumped to D three in the Eastern league, which is pretty much where we want to be and where we belong in terms of competition and the kind of guys we have, but it was a change and it was the kids had to learn and grow and how to compete at that level. And so we were, you know, at the skill positions, we were pretty much loaded last year, but it was just a change in competition. So I even though the schedules and the and the records didn't necessarily reflect it in terms of last year and this year, we're continuing to grow in the right direction. And it, and for me, really, as a head coach, I have to look at, am I sticking to my guns on what I truly believe in, or am I just abandoning that when things go south? And I'm really trying to just stick to the things that I believe in and continuing to look kind of at the lower level details and saying, hey, are the little things that we're trying to build and create and change really changing? And even though the records don't necessarily reflect that the past few years, I think we're doing those things.
2: We're visiting with Ryan Price, the head football coach, at University of Sydney, and again tomorrow night on our radio.com app. Uh, you want to uh, download it, uh, and uh, if you've got a family member that's playing in this game and you got a uh, a mother-in-law or a brother-in-law somewhere uh, in North Dakota and they'd like to listen to this ball game. download the Radio.com app. We're going to be on tomorrow night uh, just prior to kickoff at 6.30. It'll be University City going against Kearney. How are you doing with assistant coaches? Because I know that's difficult uh, at any school, let alone maybe in the city. Uh, do you have some on-campus coaches working with you, or? or a bulk of your staff off-campus coaches
4: yeah i mean kind of the the trend in southern california is there's more and more off-campus coaches because to support families in southern california it's getting you know tougher and tougher for people to do that so i have a large contingent of off-campus coaches and we're still able with the with the admin support and the school support able to kind of get the things done i I know traditionally it's not the way it was done but we're still able to kind of maintain the guidance over our guys that we need um i have a miraculously been able to assemble a staff of 14 or 15 guys that wow. are willing, willing to do this as a second full-time job for pretty much nothing, which I feel blessed to have. And so, you know, from top to bottom, I really feel like we got guys that are, are really selfless, and what we really pride ourselves on at UC is we do more with less. We're not always handed the best athletes. We don't have always the best guys in the county, but we coach our tails off Hmm. and we're able to kind of do more with less. And that's really my my kind of thing that I rest my hat on is that we are we are really, truly coaching. I mean, more than I've ever seen in my career in terms of the basics and the fundamentals and the scheme um, to kind of get guys that necessarily would be overlooked by other people.
2: That's what coaching's all about. How are you doing with numbers uh, uh, with your programs? I know some of the schools are about the same. Some are a little up, but some of them are a little bit down, too.
4: Yeah, we're down this year. Um, this is actually kind of our first down year numbers-wise. that finally hit us. Um, we're still able to field all three levels, even with the new multiple-level um, rules in place with CIF. We were able to field all three levels eventually. Um, but we're down about 10 to 15 kids this year from our, our usual overall total. Um, so that's, that's been a challenge for us this year and having guys playing multiple ways. And we really want to try to limit the, the number of two way players as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you just have those guys that make an impact on both sides and you can't help it.
2: Hey, I mentioned uh, Gunner Gray, uh, you know, what kind of offers is he getting right now?
4: Um, he's got a lot of people slow playing him. It's, you know, a lot of these FDS and FDS schools, I want to say, are all telling me constantly, even since the spring, we want to wait to see who pulls the trigger. We want to th- wait to see who pulls the trigger. And so everyone's kind of slow playing him and waiting to see who jumps first. I mean, the kid's resume speaks for itself. His body of work is incredible. And, um, you know, he's, he's come a long way. So we're hoping he gets the opportunities he deserves this year.
2: Hey Ryan, uh, talk about a couple maybe other guys on offense, and tell me a little bit about your defense as well.
4: Yeah, I mean we got a guy that most people wouldn't even look at twice. His name's Matt Lissing. He's a you know a short Filipino kid, and he's our slot. He plays outside for us, and he is a sure hand. He's probably our top receiver, and he makes people miss. And he's also our starting free safety. And again, another kid that most people wouldn't even look at twice, but he's a two-way starter for us and a guy that makes a huge impact for us on both sides of the ball. Another one of our top receivers is Skip Walltower. Um, he transferred from Grossmont um, after last year to, um, you know, live with his mom who lives over in the UC area. And he's been a big impact for us on the offensive side as well. He's been one of Gunner's top targets, so he's helped us a lot on the offensive side of the ball. How about
2: defensively? Tell me a little bit about your defense.
4: Our defense, we're really young. I mean, you guys have seen the point scores that have been put up against us. It's no surprise. Um, but we are really young on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously, for the future, that bodes well. Bodes well but we're, we're taking our lumps on defense right now because of how young we are and how inexperienced we are. But I can tell you the, the most exciting thing for me is, again, is although the scores don't reflect it, our guys are improving every week, and so that's what we're kind of continuing to try to build on.
2: Hey, last question. You're going against a Kearney uh, Comets team that a year ago uh, really had a marvelous year. They're off to a little bit of a slow start, but they were 11-2 and two last year, got to a, a championship game. They're 1-2 and two right now. When you look at them offensively and defensively on uh, film, what concerns you tomorrow night?
4: I mean, they spread it out and throw it around just like we do. It could be an exciting game. Um, the offense is, you know, it's a well-oiled machine. Coach B does the you know, he does his thing over there in terms of spreading it out and throwing it around. Um, and so, you know, we we're used to seeing that. That's what we do offensively as well. So it should be an interesting matchup.
2: Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for the time. I'll try to get down on the field prior to the game and say hello to you tomorrow night.
4: Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate your time.
2: You're welcome. Ryan Price, fifth-year head coach out there at University City, the Centurions, and they're going to be going against the Kearney Comets tomorrow night on our Radio.com app at 630. We'll step aside, then we're going to jump to the other sideline. We're going to be joined by a fifth-year head coach as well, Coach Will Gray of the Kearney Comets, will join me next. Coach John Quintero, Braden Soprano, we're going to 11 o'clock tonight, the high school football show right here on 97.3 The Fan.
5: This is John Joyner, head football coach of Modern Day Catholic. You're listening to the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fame.
2: Hey, welcome back, Coach John Couture and Braden Sorprenter. We'll take you to 11 o'clock tonight, the High School Football Show, every Thursday night, 9 to 11. And of course, tomorrow night, we've got a big ball game. Down here in the city, uh, tomorrow night on our Radio.com app. A little bit earlier kickoff than normal. uh, Tomorrow night, 6.30, uh, University City taking on the Kearney Comets. And uh, right now, we're going to head out to our Newsmaker line. uh, Fifth-year head coach of the Kearney Comets, Will Gray, joins me on 97.3 The Fan. Coach Gray, good evening, and how are you?
3: Good evening. I'm doing well. And yourself?
2: Ah, Doing very well. You fired up, ready to go tomorrow night?
3: I can't sleep, can't wait.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done an outstanding job, first of all. Uh, uh, a year ago, you guys went 11-2. and two. I know you're after a little bit of a slow start right now, but yeah, you. I know you lost a lot, but you also still have a lot, don't you?
3: We're we're, we're getting there. We we did lose a lot. Uh, it's, it's funny, I literally asked our kids this week, I said, how many of you guys were a part of the championship game last year? We have 37 kids out of 37 kids. Seven of them raised their hand. Wow! So, we're we know we're, we're we're making our own way. They're they're trying to make names for themselves, and we're just trying to get back, you know, one day at a time.
2: You know, I asked uh, Coach Price uh, from Union City, who was on the last segment. I asked him a little bit. Uh, both you guys are in your fifth year, uh, and er- every program has their challenges. And what was your biggest challenge when you took over this program?
3: Uh, my biggest challenge probably was. Uh, to go along with the numbers, I think our biggest thing was our discipline. Um, just just buying into you know what we're trying to do with the you know with the team and and it was just different when I first got there.
2: What about uh, just uh, you know getting numbers out there? Do you have to recruit on campus? How do you go about uh, recruiting kids to come out and play football? Because not everybody is going to show up on that first day with their physical card and and wanting to get uh, geared. Do you have to recruit the campus pretty good?
3: You got to recruit the campus. I mean, we're recruiting you know during the spring season, during the you know during the summertime, the first week of school. You know, we're walking around and trying to see who looks like a football player. Um, <laughs> You know, at Kearney, we're, most of our players don't come from a football background. So we're truly, you know, coaching four years and, and, and really trying to get kids better each year. But we're, we're pounding the halls looking for them.
2: We're visiting Will Gray, the head football coach. Uh, Kearney comments our guest here on 97.3, the fan. I'm still upset that they don't allow you guys to wear the vertical stripes any longer. I, I got a problem with that.
3: <laughs> you and about 5,000 alumni.
2: That that, that uniform was classic. (laughs) I I remember the days. I'm old enough, uh, and I was still a kid. I I wasn't an adult at the time, but I remember when Burt Slater had some great teams back in the 70s, and, of course, you know all about uh, the legend of Burt Slater out there on that Kearney campus, but they had some of the best unions in the world, but what's the rule? The National Federation doesn't allow it, right? They
3: don't allow it, um, and right now, as far as I believe, there's only... Two teams, us and a team down in Texas, that still really has that tradition of wearing the stripes, but it's not the same.
2: No, it's not the same. But, hey, uh, Kearney's got a great uh, tradition in football, and you're keeping it alive. Hey, I want to go back to last year, 11-2. and What did that mean to you, uh, getting to the championship game? But, man, you guys had some big games last year.
3: Absolutely. So last year, um, it it, it really was about – It was a fourth year, heck, you know, my fourth year. We had been putting the pieces together year by year. We were building our coaching staff. We were coaching our kids, just trying to bring in the right pieces, uh, rebuilding the culture at Kearney, changing the culture at Kearney. And I think we put it together for the most part all last year.
2: One of the guys that's off to a really good start for you is your running back, Nico Estrada. Talk a little bit about him.
3: The kid is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um definitely a a needed a needed piece at the right time um he stepped in and he's stabilized our offense um you know he can catch it out of the backfield he can also you know run inside run outside he's definitely been that x factor that we've needed to stable stable our offense so far
2: what's uh what's the the strength of your offense you think right now
3: uh the strength would have to be our o-line um you know that's where most of our returners come from um so you know every, everything starts up front. You know if we're gonna pass the ball, we need the protection. We run the ball; they're making the holes for us. So it's definitely our O line.
2: How about uh, tell me a little bit about your quarterback, Mario Alves? Is, is, it, is Mario, that the way he pro- is that the way he pronounces it, Alves? Yes, it is. Okay.
3: So Mr. Mario, um, obviously you know first year with the program, he you know he, he stepped in and you know we we tell him all the time you know coming off last year he's filling in for Kenyon or taking over for Kenyon, so. He, he has big, big shoes to fill, but we want him to be his own person. Um, the, the goal is for him to be a game manager and not take over the game. And, you know, he, he's figuring that out. You know, I think he thought come in, he's got to do everything on his own and he put a little bit of extra pressure on himself. And I think now he's starting to figure out that, Hey, I got guys around me. I just got to manage the game and just do my part, and everything else will take care of itself.
2: Will Gray, head coach Kearney, my guest here on ninety seven three the fan. Tell me a little bit about maybe a couple of uh, your guys on the defensive side of the ball that have been with you for a while.
3: So, here, so there, there's only two guys on defense uh, from last year's team. Wow, we're 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 real new. We got nine new starters uh, with no varsity experience. Um, Eric Gutierrez, he's a junior this year. He actually came up his freshman year. And so he's a three-year starter at the D-line position. And uh, Anthony Reyes is our other D-tackle who's now a three-year starter at the D-tackle position. Um, other than that, everybody is new. Uh, you know, we got, we got some great guys that I can speak of. Um, you know, Ken Garcia, he's taken over at middle linebacker for us this year, and he's stepping up doing a tremendous job. Uh, we have freshman standout um, Cruz Estrada, who's, in and you know his first game he had 14 tackles he followed up with another eight or nine lab game and we're moving him all around the field and just he continues to make plays.
2: You know, well, well, it's amazing. You know, you hear more and more about freshmen and sophomores coming up. I remember, you know, I'm I played back in the middle 70s in high school, and if you were a sophomore and you were on the varsity, man, you were a real stud. I mean, a real stud. And, and you know, if there were maybe one sophomore, maybe two sophomores, now that was unique back then. Now you've got sophomores and even freshmen playing at the varsity level. That, that That is amazing to me. And it tells you about the athleticism in a lot of these kids, but it also concerns me a little bit that you don't have those numbers to where you have those upperclassmen as well.
3: Agreed. Um Definitely, definitely a change uh, from you know even myself back in the early '90s. Um, you know, kids these days are bigger, faster, stronger, and and they're just more athletic. They're you know they're they're getting trained well, and they're uh, you, you have those those few kids that's just ready when they get to high
0: school.
2: That's for sure. Hey, let me ask you this: uh, I know you're off to a little bit of a slow start at one and two right now, but are you happy where your team's headed though? You you happy with the progress they're
3: making though? I'm happier this week than I was, uh, you know, last week. Um, you know, we 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 came off a tough game against Morris, and you know, I I think um, you know coming into the Montgomery game, we we I don't I don't want to take any credit away from Montgomery because they did an outing job. I don't know if we were the most focused team as as a staff and a team. So that's you know that's on our part and that's something that we learned from um, this week. I think we had a renewed focus. I think our coaching staff focused. I think our players are focused. So. This week, I'm, I'm definitely happier with uh, what, we, what we're bringing to the table this
2: week. You know, well, I'm looking at the the, the City League, and uh, the, the City League's getting stronger. I know San Diego High had a great year last year. Scripps Ranch is definitely uh, uh, building their program up. You know, Mission Bay had the uh, devastating uh, loss of their head coach prior to the start of the year, and they're trying to get that program going again. JTO Sullivan comes in there, Patrick Henry. It looks like the City League's going to be a, kind of a wild and wacky affair this year.
3: Definitely. Uh, you, you definitely are not going to see uh, too, too many guys trying to schedule City League for homecoming anymore. <laughs> That's great.
2: Hey, uh, real quick, uh, last question for you. I asked uh, Coach Price the same thing, and I'll, I'll ask you. Uh, when you take a look at the Centurions, the team you play tomorrow night uh, on offense and defense, what concerns you about playing them?
3: Gunner Gray. <laughs> 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 I
2: mean,.
3: What what can you say about him? I mean, you know, he's he's been doing it for years. He can make every throw. Um, you know, they, they run a spread offense just like us. So you know, it's it's going to be high tempo. I mean, fast pace. And I figure he who with the less turnovers and and those who execute better will come out on top tomorrow.
2: Well, I appreciate that. we Will, appreciate you coming on, and uh, like I told Coach Price, I'll try to get down there prior to the game. Uh, don't shoo me off the field. I want to at least be able to shake hands with you.
3: You got A1 access in my book.
2: All righty. Hey, thanks so much. We're really looking forward to coming out there tomorrow night, too, and uh, uh, seeing that uh, beautiful field and a new press box and a lot of good things going on at Kearney right now in football, and it'll be uh, fun to be out there tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you. You're welcome. Be well. Uh, Will Gray, the head coach at Kearney High, and again tomorrow night, uh, 6.30 on our Radio.com app, University City taking on the Kearney Commons. We'll uh, take a quick time out. When we come back... We're going to bring in a gentleman who's done an outstanding job, and I mean an outstanding job in his eighth year at Granite Hills. The Eagles head coach, Kellen Cobbs. Got a couple of players with him tonight. Uh, middle linebacker, defensive lineman, Zo Cuero, and cornerback, uh, running back, uh, Richard Juni Harris. They'll join us tonight, and then we'll get to our game reports in hour number two. Braden will stop by. We'll uh, go through our uh, top ten, and we'll break down some of the bigger games tomorrow night. Coach John Quintero, Braden Soprano, going to 11, the High School Football Show every Thursday night, 9 to 11, right here on 97.3 The Fan.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
6: Hey, this is Desmond Tower, running back for the Vista Panthers. Vista plays here on 97.3 the Fan.
2: And welcome back to the High School Football Show. Coach John Quintero, Braden Sopranian. we got a big hour number two uh, coming up. We've got our... Uh Game reports, uh, getting you ready for another big Friday night. Tomorrow night, uh, we'll uh, jump around the county. Braden will join me. We'll go through the top ten, and we'll take a look at some of the other uh, big matchups. But uh, great to have these gentlemen in. Uh, we uh, called their ball game the first game of the year when we were up at Poway. They had a great comfort behind victory against Poway, and uh, they're off to a really, really nice start. They were 10-2 and a year ago. They were tri-champion out in the Grossmont Hills League, along with Helix and Steel Canyon. Uh, Granite Hills High has won four consecutive league titles. They're off to a 3-1 and start. We have their head coach, Kellen Cobbs, in his eighth year in studio, along with two of his star players, a linebacker, defensive lineman, Zo Cuero, and a cornerback, running back, uh, Richard Juni Harris, joining us. Gentlemen, great to have you here tonight.
7: Yes, sir. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Uh, Kel, let's start with you a little bit. Uh, You know, you and I are starting to get to know one another pretty well. We did one of your games last year. We did one this year. You're in studio tonight. And uh, uh, you guys are off to a good start. You had to replace some people this year, namely your quarterback. But you guys are playing some good ball.
5: Yeah. uh, Young kid stepped up for us. He's doing a good job had a couple setbacks against Madison but really bounced back in the second half through three touchdowns and brought us back in a position to win the game. So, it real excited about where the offense is heading and got a lot back on defense with these two guys. So,
2: okay, I want you to talk about these two guys. You got uh, big Zoe Quero uh, right there next to you. He's been a three-year starter for us uh, for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about him.
5: Zoe's so done a great job. We uh, asked him this offseason to transition down to play some defensive line as, as well as play some Mike Linebacker. It's a rare combination. Um, he's got a lot of size and speed, and for in order for him to keep playing at the second level, I think that's what he's going to be able to transition to, and he's done a good job with that and uh, has has really done well in that role and, and kind of bounces back and forth between defensive tackle and Mike Linebacker, depending on, you know, what offense we see and what we're Kind of trying to get in defensively that week. So, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Mr. Harris down there. Junie's a stud. He, uh, you know, ten nine hundred kid, forty six foot triple jumper, just super athletic. I think he ran a four three eight up at the UCLA camp this summer. Very explosive athlete. Um, done a good job. He hasn't given up a reception all year um, in his zone or when we've con man. He hasn't hasn't given up a catch at corner. So, I'm hoping some of these D1 schools, uh, you know, take take a shot on him. You, a little bit undersized for some of them right now, but, you know, I think play speaks for itself and some of these guys are going to jump on jump on it pretty late.
2: All righty, Zoe, let's talk a little bit to you. Uh, you're, uh, you are played a lot of linebacker, but now you're playing a little bit defensive line. What's it been like making the transition?
6: Uh, I really didn't mind it. At first I was, you know, there's nothing like linebacker, just running out making plays, but uh, defensive line. Uh, I really like it. It's not not nothing too much different besides handing the ground, but... Other than that is not too big of a transition, but yeah.
2: When uh, Coach uh, Cobb's came to you and uh, you know talked to you about this, how did he present it to you? Uh,
6: it was mainly my uh, defensive coordinator, Coach Vinnie. He was the one saying that, "Hey, we need you to really step up and put your hand in the dirt this year." And um, I mean, that's what colleges are looking at me for too. So that was another main reason that I really didn't mind it at all either.
2: Well, that's uh, good. Hey, wherever you can get that scholarship, exactly, whether yeah. your hands in the dirt or you're playing the middle linebacker spot, Junie, let's go over to you. Uh, yes, uh, we know all about your big uh, 40 time up there at UCLA. That's been well documented. Yes, sir, uh, yes. you, you tore it up that day. Talk a little bit about that uh, because uh, I wrote it down because I remember we talked about it on the broadcast. You ran a four three eight forty at the UCLA camp. Yes, Tell us about that. Were you? Uh, going against all those guys out of Orange County and LA, a little competition, uh, 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 a little fired up that day.
7: Yeah, I was definitely fired up that day. Um, I had a history of you know running. I ran youth track, and so I, um, going up to LA actually wasn't too uncomfortable for me because I competed with a lot of those. You things. weren't intimidated? No, de- definitely not. If anything, I wanted to show out so that so I could know that you know San Diego's on the map. Uh, but I went out there and. Um, you know, I got on the line, I got ready, and I, you know, I dipped out of there and I just ran as fast as I could. And then I knew I ran a fast 40 time because all of the coaches turned their head at one time and they just <laughs> looked at me and they said, Woo, boy, you got speed. And after that, I was like, I was, I was just waiting to figure out what my time was. And then I finally found out, and it was just amazing. I was like, that's so my hard work, you know, hard work pays off definitely. So I just want to keep dropping that 40 time down and get more explosive.
2: Let me ask you about that camp. I mean, you went to that camp, obviously, it's, it's a camp where there's other schools and mm-hmm. they're all, you know, taking a look at the top athletes in Southern California. Yes, uh, what were some of the things they had you do at that camp besides, you know, run the 40? You do a lot of different drills in that?
7: Uh, yeah, we definitely did a lot of drills. Um, you know, they had, it didn't matter about the position you played. They just want to see how athletic you were. So, you know, we did shuttles. Uh, they tested our vertical they um you know they even had us do one-on-one with their uh, specific position group and um the the camp was just it was amazing it was it was very competitive and I like the atmosphere. So, yeah, it was great.
2: That's great. Uh, That's in sick. studio tonight, uh, head coach of uh, Granite Hills High, Kellen Cobbs, uh, big defensive uh, lineman uh, who's played a lot of linebacker. Uh, Zoe Quero joining us. Richard Juni Harris, defensive back running back. Kellen, you guys uh, had a great year last year. You finished 10 and 2. You're 3 and 1 right now. Uh, you had a. You had to replace the quarterback. O-String did a great job for you. Give us an update on how he's doing, because I know he's playing college football.
5: Yeah, he's out in Sterling College um, back in Kansas. He, he There were seven freshmen that came out uh, that they brought into camp, and um he kind of took the took the reins in, turn of, in terms of all those younger guys. He's getting the majority of those the reps, doing a really good job. Um, it's a great fit for him for school. He wants to be in the national forestry, and they have that program back there. So a lot of things just fit, and I think he's going to get an opportunity to play, potentially even this year, and um, he'll do a great job. He's a heck of an athlete. Now, they're going to leave him at quarterback? I believe so, yeah. That's what they're looking at right now. You know, I met him at our
2: uh, Lolita Student Athlete of uh, the Year Awards, and I said, man, I think you'd be a great safety. He goes, you're not the first guy that said that to me because I do think he'd be a great safety.
5: Yeah, he played a little bit of defensive back his uh, his junior year for us um, when we had Jake Siegfried still back at quarterback. Um, he played receiver, some safety, did a little bit of everything. He's just a, a great football player, but – i mean he's just ultra competitive and i think at the quarterback position that's you need guys like that that just want to refuse to lose and he's at that type of mindset so i think he's going to do well up there and i'm just excited for him you know to grow and and uh hopefully get that degree and and get a job where he wants to be and all those types of things. That will be great.
2: So let's go back to you uh, and talk a little bit about – we were talking out in the hallway before you came on. you got a little bit of a wrestling background. Uh, Tell us about that, how long you've been wrestling, and uh, I would certainly think that's playing a big part in helping you make that transition to a defensive lineman, having those hand skills and using your legs.
6: Yeah, exactly. Um, So I never grew up wrestling, and I never really considered it, but until my junior year of high school. Actually, this last year was my first year. Um, I was new to it I didn't I had no experience I didn't know what I was really doing but um, Coach Jesse Coach Donovan all those guys they're really good coaches uh, they grew up wrestling and uh, they really cause they they have backgrounds of coaching football too so um, those guys really know how to really uh, correlate like um, transitioning from like football to wrestling and um, really helping me out it's like it's a lot of handwork. um a lot of tackling uh, really helped me out. Speed and yeah, it can be a little bit humbling, can't it? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: What uh, was the toughest part? Sp- what was the toughest part about? It? I mean, you never even put on a pair of tights before, and you're going out there to <laughs> wrestle as a junior. I mean, what was it like? I mean, the the first match. Tell us about what it was like when they they, they sound the the whistle and you're walking out there to go against your opponent. What was it like having never done it before?
6: Um, I've I was a little nervous at first. Um, I actually lost my first match to someone who I looked back in the season. I know I should have beat. Um, I definitely went in with some jitters, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely like a different atmosphere. It's not nothing like football having like all the stands behind you. Um, yeah, it's it. I was pretty nervous. <laughs> were you? Were you?
2: Uh, were you happy with your progress last year, from uh, start to the end of the season?
6: Oh, definitely. Um, I went like I think it was zero two. My first uh, tournament, I uh, got knocked out, and then by the end of the season, I wrestled in Vegas. Um, went two and two there. Not too bad. Really good uh, competitors out there in Vegas. Did a really good tournament.
2: That's great. Uh, you going to wrestle again this year?
6: I'm looking forward to, yeah.
2: That'll be great. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, after football, you know, they just kind of are waiting to graduate and move yeah. on. But, man, I'll tell you what, go out there, do as much as you possibly can. Judy, yeah. let's go back to you. Uh, you talked a, bit, a little bit about the track background. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, you were a, a state qualifier, if I'm not mistaken, in the triple jump. Uh, uh, what other events do you uh, take part in?
7: Uh, I do long jump, triple jump. I do the 100. Um, and I did the hurdles, you know, a couple of years ago, but I don't do them anymore, and um, the 200 and the 4x1. So I pretty much, you know, I have a vast variety of things that I can do, but long jump or triple jump is mainly what I like to do.
2: Oh, that's great. How, how old were you when you started the triple jump? Because that isn't something that a kid grows up going, well, I'm going to be a triple jumper.
7: Yeah, um, so I started triple jump actually my freshman year of high school. Um, it I've always I was always interested in it because I started – um long jump about i want to say like 8 years ago and i always thought triple jump was so cool but my you know my uh my dad would always tell me no save your knees save your knees save your uh-huh. knees wait till you fully develop and then when you get to high school then you can go after it and yeah so uh i ended up um my freshman year i ended up trying out triple jump figured out i loved it placed uh 3rd in league and then my sophomore year I went second and then last year i ended up winning league so uh it's it, it was a it's been a you know a journey definitely but I love the sport track just as much as I love football, so it's it's pretty amazing. That's great. Yeah. You guys
2: are great guys. i got to tell you, I, I've enjoyed uh, getting to know you guys tonight. I, I've known your uh, head coach here for a while, but uh, you guys are, are quality guys, and I can see why they're leaders of your football team. We're visiting with Kellen Cobbs, the head football coach at Granite Hills, two of his uh, star players, Zoe Quero, and uh, Richard uh, Juni Harris. Kellen, talk a little bit about uh, you know the future of these guys, where, where you see them. I mean, you're their coach, and I know you think they can play in college football, but w- what kind of player are they getting right now from school? What level and uh, uh, grade wise they they ready to go?
5: Yeah, both um, are squared away academically. Our, our counseling department does a good job of making sure they have all their classes and everything that they need. Um, you know, definitely a lot of looks as for Zoe um, as like a, a walk on for the Mountain West, and then possibly even some FCS, some Big Sky type of offers where. Um, he can go out and play. I know Montana showed some interest. Utah State's talked to him quite a bit about walking on. So is Boise State. Uh, we have a kid playing up there right now, so we have a pretty good connection with their staff, and they've been—they're very interested in his versatility. He's played a little bit of offensive line for us. I was going to ask him.
2: I mean, to me, he looks like he'd be a great offensive lineman. Yeah,
5: We've—we've kind of thrown him in where we've had, you know, where we've needed him basically, and he's the type of kid that's like never never said like asked a question why i was like all right i'll do whatever we need to do and um you know his his sophomore year he was a little leaner and he just kept getting you know bigger and stronger and i i tried convincing him this offseason like hey when you go to the next level they're trying to move safeties down to linebacker you know they're trying to move linebackers down to d line so if you can make that transition now and get some film out there it's really going to help yourself out so he did a great job with that and then juni you know there's a lot of schools that are really close um you know, he's 5'7", five, five, so that's a little holding holding some of those programs back a little bit. But Idaho, Montana State, um, both, I think, are going to offer here pretty soon, I'm hoping. Um, they've gone through the first kind of rounds of their San Diego kids, and I know he was pretty high on their board. Um, Utah State's actually shown a little bit of interest lately as well as a slot. Um, they run a lot of that jet sweep still, and mm-hmm. he's perfect for that. I mean, he adds a lot to any school in terms of being able to play the nickel corner, too. Wyoming's expressed a lot of interest They're I convinced their, their coach is going to be coming out to our, our uh, Grossmont game, be able to watch him live um, with a team that throws the ball a lot. So they're playing SDSU that weekend, and we kind of already set that up. So hopefully you can do really well there and just keep competing. And the one thing I tell all my guys, and it, it's, you know, track times don't lie. Like, I'm not making that up. It's a lasered time. The fact that he ran a 10-9 and then a 4-3 at UCLA, those are all things that they can ask and go see, you know, that are legit times. I can tell anybody that, you know, my kid ran a 10-6 or 10-5, and, you know, every high school coach is going to try and lie a little bit for their guys and get them them noticed. But, you know, those things are verified times, and the 46-foot triple jump is a verified distance. You know, that's not me making anything up. So I think him doing those things, you know, running track, Zoe so being you know a multi-sport guy showing that they have versatility, I think there's still a lot of room for that in the recruiting process, and um, I think that's helped you know both of them out. Hey Zoe, uh, what's it like playing for this guy? You've been uh, playing for it for three years.
6: <laughs> yeah, um, I came up as a sophomore. Uh, he was really smooth uh, transitioning from freshman ball, not too hard on me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, just, I love it. He's he's a really good coach. I think he's doing a great job at his position. And, uh, yeah, for him being really young, I think he's doing a really good job.
7: Very
2: good. Uh, Junie, give me your scouting report on Coach Cobbs.
7: Um, oh. uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, Coach Cobbs, is a, he's a great guy. This is actually only my second year playing for him. Um, I transferred into Granite my junior year. But um, coming to this school, I was pretty nervous because I wasn't sure that I was going to get a fair opportunity to play, you know, to actually show my talents. And that's something that he gave me was a fair opportunity to you know show him what i got and and show out on the field and that's what he that's what he gave me there was no favorites, no nothing it was just Who needs to be on the field is on the field at the right time, and I I just I love that about him. So, yeah.
2: Let me ask you a question because there there are other people listening to this program tonight, and they they may be a young guy like Mm -hmm. you, maybe a freshman or sophomore, and uh, you know maybe they haven't transferred schools. Maybe they're going to have to transfer because of a family situation or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you said you transferred into Granite as a junior, and you weren't sure you'd get a fair opportunity. Why is that?
7: Um, I know that, um, first of all, my size is definitely an issue with certain people. Um, and I also know that Granite. When I did my research, I knew that Granite was a very tight school. Everyone knew each other. It was like it was a, basically a family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm this new guy coming into this big family. How are they going to accept me? You know, coming from a school from another city. You know, and um, and I was just, you know, I was pretty nervous. But uh, one of the one of the main tips that I can give to any young guys that are listening is just, just work hard. Because if they don't notice you at the beginning, they're going to eventually notice you, and they're going to respect your hard work, and they're going to give you that fair opportunity to go and play on that field.
2: Ah, very well put. So uh, yeah. let me ask you, what did you think when this guy showed up at Granite Hills? Do you like him, or do you think he was kind of a goofy guy or something?
6: <laughs> uh, no, uh, I think the first time I saw him out um, play for us was a passing league uh, at Granite. Uh, I think, uh, not sure against who, but... The first thing I saw out of him was speed, and I was I was blown away.
2: Well, he's on your team, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Zoe Cuero, uh, Richard Juni Harris, head coach Kellen Cobb joining me here on 97.3 The Fan. Kellen, how big has passing league gotten in this town? It's
5: huge. It's huge. We honestly don't get a break anymore. Uh, Rick Jackson two years ago put put a little spring league together, and we jumped in on it. And, um, you know, it's it's been good um for us just in terms of development we there's teams i think that don't necessarily use it the right way and then there's teams that you know they run their offense they run their defense and they they try and get better at what they're actually going to do and that's something we take pride in in, and with seven on seven is just you know running all of our stuff that we're going to run during the season and um you know it just keeps growing and I i don't think it's going away um And it's just something, you know, as if if you're a program that's trying to get better every year, like we are, you know, we were in D two the year before trying to move up to D one. It's just something you have to do, I think, to keep your kids, you know, learning the game. Um, I think it does a great job prepping your defensive backs because it puts them in the absolute worst position they can possibly be in. You know, receivers basically get free releases, and there's no pass rush on the quarterback. So, um, you know, I think for especially for DBs, it's a very good look of of what. you know how difficult it can be playing out and out in the island on the flip side of that i don't i also think it can teach some bad habits to your quarterbacks you know they get real comfortable back there with a hat on and being able to see everything that's going on and you know no lineman rushing at them. so i think you need to use it the right way but um it's definitely blowing up and there's more and more you know spring leagues popping up for seven on seven
2: guys we got about a minute and a half and i want to go uh, down to juni here for a minute juni harris juni uh uh, the perfect world for you. And so I'm going to ask you the same question. You guys think about this here. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to go if if you had your pick? Where would you like to go play college football and have a great experience?
7: Um, honestly, right now I would say Sac State or UC Davis, Uh huh. Um, which is actually funny because the Sac State coach just uh, reached out to me not too long ago, about a week ago now, which is a a great eye opener, you know, realizing that my hard work is starting to pay off. So yeah, definitely Sac State or UC Davis for me. Great,
6: Zo. So, you got any uh, choices yet? Uh, uh, one of my top choices right now is uh, probably Boise State. Um, for me, I'm looking for a really good competition. I know probably uh, going in there, uh, not playing time, not sure how much, but definitely something I want to work for. Um, like uh, Coach Cobb said, uh. Got Garrett Kern up there. He's doing really good. Uh, I think he's uh, starting as a sophomore, redshirted his freshman year. But, um, yeah, that's someone that I look up to, and that's – how I'd want
2: to be, too. That's great. Kellen, thanks for bringing the guys in tonight, and good luck. I know you are got a bye week, but uh, good luck, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys again. Thank you guys for having Thank us. us. Thank, Thank you. For, you
7: for having us. Thanks. There
2: you go. Kellen Cobbs, head football coach at uh, Granite Hills. Zoe Cuero, Richard Juni Harris, join us. We'll take a timeout, top of the hour. We're coming back with hour number two, Coach 97 97.3 The Fan.